Uh, big welcome into the crew that have been away with the Rural Roundup at the moment. In the first hour, we reviewed every single World Cup final from 87 to 2019. Uh, Sammy's going to podcast that for those that may have missed and want to have a listen and some great memories. We're going to focus on the one coming up now and it is time for our Enterprise feature interview. Enterprise, the recruitment company involving people's lives for over 15 years and the interview is with... From Derby, this is Teichman and this is Stefan Tablanche. In his first test match, he scored a try in the second minute of the game. And this is Snayman with the pass out wide to Tablanche. Tablanche has got Montgomery. Tablanche goes himself. He's going to score his second try. What a magnificent try from Stefan Tablanche. This is Fenter. And the spin pass out to Tablanche. Tablanche sees the hole and goes again. This is brilliant stuff. That's a hat trick for Stefan Tablanche. And a new star has arrived in the Springbok side. Shoved from Ireland, picked up by Teichman. Gives it to Van Vestes and who goes himself. One of those trademark sniping runs. Gets it out to Tablanche. Tablanche is going again. This is unbelievable stuff. Try number four for Stefan Tablanche. Our next guest on the show is a very decorated Springbok, uh, Natal Shark, Curry Cups, Ospreys. He's done it all. He's played around the world. He was the top try scorer in the 1998 Super 12. It's a great pleasure to welcome in former Springbok, Stefan Tablanche, to the show. Stefan, how are you surviving France? Jeez, thank you, thank you very much, and thanks for having me on the show. It's been an absolute, you know, privilege to be in France for the last six weeks. I mean, what uh, what the rugby's the rugby's been great, but as a South African rugby supporter, we've been put through hell and back the last, especially the last two weeks. You know, with those narrow point, one point victories against the host nation France, and then of course against England. But we here, I feel like we've got one more week in and left, uh, and you know, it's just great to be here and. Uh, you know what a what a final to look forward to. How have South Africa made the final? And I'm not saying that they shouldn't have, but th- they've found something, haven't they? Because I think on paper there's some wonderful Springboks there, but you've you've potentially had better squads at World Cups before. But there's something special about this group. And you're absolutely right. And I think it starts with the captain Sia Kalisi. I think he understands the mentality of of all South Africans. We know we've got such a diverse group of players, you know, from Afrikaans to English to Corsa to, you know, to a different, from private school boys, government school boys. And I think if you don't live in South Africa, you don't quite understand that. But, the, you know, it can be quite diverse and it can be quite a unique setup. And I think he understands that. He can bring the best out of each and every player in that squad. And as you said, we might have had better squads before, but somehow this team even though we say that they're very experienced, they if you look, I think last week we put out the second most experienced team, uh, test match team ever in the history of South African rugby. So to have that in the rugby World Cup, and all of them got they've got rugby World Cup experience. So you know, yes, there might have been better squads before, but somehow this squad just seems to you know bring the best out of one another. And what about the role of Rassi Erasmus? I've become a big fan of his, particularly in this World Cup. I, I love the tortured professor type of person in, in any sport. And he, he thinks differently. Uh, he, he speaks differently. Um, you potentially played with him or at, at, in around the same era. What, what can you tell us about this man? 
you know, love him or hate him, you've got to enjoy what he brings to the game, a different a different way of coaching. And yes, I played with him. And it was interesting, you know, he was always a guy, he would be in the team room hours and hours before and after the game, just analyzing the, the video footage. In those days, we, you know, you had VHS cassettes, you had to forward and rewind if you want to, if you want to get any of the information. But he would just sit there hour and hour upon hour and analyze the opposition and just give great feedback. And I still think he's obviously got that analytical mind about, you know, how he dissects the game. But, you know, he is, he is, as I said, love him or hate him, but he brings something different. You know, he's open, he's honest up front. You know, some South Africans might not enjoy the way he approaches the, you know, the social media and the approach to referees, but he brings something different. If you look at last week and in the last two weeks, you know, South Africa catch a free kick in their 22 immediately instead of kicking it 60 meters downfield he would call for a scrum I mean who does that <laughs> in a close game when you're six points behind and then and then people ask him about it and he tells you well the French doesn't give you an opportunity to scrum you know we wanted to have a scrum against them and it's like well, I mean, who would think of things like that you know in a, in a tight game like that all you want to do is get out of your half And but he thinks differently about the game and I think also the team really believes in him and, and you almost feel for Jock Ninaba, the head coach, because everybody always talks about Rashid. I think which is great for Ninaba, but you know he's still the mastermind behind that team and very, very much involved. Seven-one bench again has been rolled out by uh, <sighs> Jacques. Um, yeah, it's exciting, but I I feel it's risky. Boy, I think it's risky. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. I'm not a big fan of the seven-one. At all, you know, yes, it might have worked against the All Blacks at Twickenham in the lead up to the World Cup, you know, but people forget that the All Blacks played for 40 minutes, more than 40 minutes, 40 men, and it, and it did work in that instance. I'm not a big fan at all, you know, 6 2 is already a bit of a push for me, but 7 1, you know, especially in a World Cup final, you get one injury early on or whatever happens in the game and all of a sudden you've got Quaha Smith and bless him he can play everywhere on the field he's got a seventh background he's just an incredible player you know the amount of impacts he brings and he has in the game but you know it's, it's very risky for me I'm, I'm not sure I'm not sure if the Springboks will even go into the game with a 7-1 with split I know they've announced their team but uh, I don't know it's very risky the weather forecast in Paris we hear right now it's raining Raining earlier today and the you know, forecast again for actually I'm looking at my hotel window now and it's raining as we speak at the moment so there's more weather mm. forecast for the weekend so yes you, you can understand where South Africa comes from but it's a very risky it's a very risky uh, seven one split for me and I'm not a big fan. Um, I wanted to ask you about uh, of course you played wing fullback bit of centre as well. Colby and Arenza, um, they are just such excitement machines, but I feel like I haven't seen enough of them. Yeah, and and, and you often don't do it, especially with the South African sort of you know, mentality and the way we play the game. But in saying that, if you look at the 90, 2019 World Cup, I mean, they bored us to death with the way they played through the pool stages, then got into a quarterfinal against Japan and beat the host nation, then played in the semifinal against the Wales, 1916, a pull-out pen, penalty to, to, win, to win the game and, and then into the final. And in a final, we played 1995, 2007, and we've never even scored a try 
in a World Cup final. And then three tries in a World Cup final, 2019. All of a sudden, your Mapimpis and your uh, Colbys, they came into play, totally different game plan, and they won that game 32-15. So I think this team has got still got that brutal pack of forwards. You know, they they replaced him in the second half, 45 minutes into the game. You bring on a slightly bigger pack of forwards with Snayman coming on. You know, you get... Visa on the bench this weekend. You got Vincent Koch, although no, not playing this weekend, but looking back, you got um, you got Oxen Tear, and you just bring on a slightly bigger pack of forwards. And I think this team has got still got that brutality about them, still coming around the corner, one to twelve, sort of stood pretty direct at the moment. But you've now got that as the Justin Marshall, one of your commentators and, and former players, a razzle dazzle on the outside of your Colby, <laughs> the Valencia at the back and then and then Arenta who can you know, who can step you in a telephone booth. <laughs> you know, they've got that ability to do that, which is exciting for South Africa. And I think that's a we spoke about the you know, the different dynamics about the South African team and I think they bring that different dynamic to to the South African team, which is a, a nice attacking edge and just exciting to watch. Talking to former Springbok Stefan to Blanche. Um, finally, I wanted to ask you, Stefan, what what have you made of uh, of the All Blacks back play? Yeah, look, you, you look at those players and you you know you sort of know their pedigree. And but to be fair, coming into this competition, yes, they won the championship, but perhaps didn't perform as best. And it's also hard for us as South Africans to tell because you you know you compare them to the previous crop of All Blacks and you had Dan Carter, you know, Ma Nonu, Danny Bo Williams. I mean, <laughs> just, it's just you know you you we were very blessed to play against those guys. But I think it's rugby supporters to see those guys at the same time in the same team, all had a hundred caps, you know, and Conrad Smith. Mm. I mean, those guys, Mills Muliahina, it's just. A young Barrett coming through. We were just blessed to see that sort of generation of players playing for the All Blacks. And in, in South Africans, we don't like playing against them, trust me, because we know <laughs> how much hard work they are. So, and, and, and then I think when we look at this team, and, and another example is like a Sam Kane, you know, excellent player. But, you know, comparing to Richie McCaw, and he's, you think, okay, well, who can ever beat the great Richie McCaw? And you just think about that. And all of a sudden, those players have come into the and I know that Foster has always backed those players, and he wanted them to be on the field at the same time. They might have played out of position, you know, Bowden at the back and, and Geordie at 12, and you sort of, you know. And But I think, you know, they they found their positions, they found their slots, they they found the belief and sort of the style of which the All Blacks have always been known to play, a bit more expensive, great one-on-one athletic ability to beat a player and I think sort of that's you know that is what the back play all of a sudden Ioni is playing well at 13 probably a wing who you know, should play on a wing but he's playing 13 on all of a sudden he's got that belief and saying well hang on you know this guy's put his trust in me and all of a sudden I've also now found you know the way to play in that position to deal with the pressure and uh, you know playing for the All Blacks is game on. World Cup final, what style wins the game? Does the abrasive nature, the, the combative nature, uh, the bomb squad coming on for the South Africa, does that beat the slightly more expansive game of the All Blacks or too tough to call? That's a, that's a good question. and I don't think either team is going to shy away from the way they play because that's what got them there in the first place. So I think South Africa would be very much with a team selection, Fafaklak at nine, you've got Pollard at ten, 
Uh, we've got Damien Dalendi, so I don't think they're going to shy away from what they've done and you know what they've done best. It might not be the most attractive game of rugby, and I know that John Kerwin said he'll rather go and watch something else because the people are doing uh, Mexican waves. It's a boring brand of rugby. World rugby should step in, but it's the way South Africa playing. And you look at the All Blacks, you know, Richie Mahongo, <laughs> I know he's been highly rated by Scott, McCla- um, Scott um, Robinson, saying he's one of the best players that he's ever coached, and he's all of a sudden coming to his own. So I think it's going to be two different sets of of uh, styles of play but I think you know shot for shot they have to match one another I think the All Blacks won't shy away from the physical contact you know because you know what's coming from the Springboks but you still have to stop it and I don't know if Africa will probably put on a rush defence try and you know cut Mahongo down just make sure that he doesn't get those passes away I mean Will Jordan how well has he played eight tries leading try scorer in the history of of World Cup uh, games or well tied with the great Jonah Lomu and Brian Abana. So I think he's not, they're not going to shy away from the way they play, but I'm so much to look forward to this weekend. Let's just hope it's a spectacle. I mean, I've just listened now. We've had a World Cup, a World Rugby function. The numbers with regards to the viewership, the live attendances, the social media stats, it's all gone through the roof. So meaning that the game is moving in the right direction with regards to entertainment and people wanting to watch the game. But let's just hope this weekend... It's a spectacle, and you know, as a as a Southern Hemisphere boy, I'm very, very happy. You know, the mm-hmm. cup, regardless of what happens, is going to stay in the Southern Hemisphere, and I mean, people can say what they want, but it's still one of the biggest rivalry, if not. And I would be maybe I'm slightly biased here. Yes, England played against Scotland for how many years? But South Africa against the All Blacks, you know, that's what you live for, and I think that's a spectacle that the world would want to see. Yeah, two deserving winners, whichever way it goes. Stefan, uh, absolute pleasure chatting to you today, and I really appreciate your time over there in France, and um, I don't have to hope you enjoy the final. I know you will. It's going to be a barn burn here. Thank, thanks very much for your time today. Great stuff. Thanks so much, and good luck to all the, you know, to all the people in New Zealand and All Black supporters. I think we share very similar rugby cultures and beliefs, and uh, as I said, I'm just delighted that the, the Cup's going to stay in the Southern Hemisphere for another four years. Absolutely it is. Stefan Tablanche, champion, thank you so much. That was our Enterprise feature interview. Enterprise, the recruitment company improving people's lives for over 50 years. Quick break. On the other side, we're going All Blacks. Former All Black, White Crockett.